One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Horticulture Week podcast. I'm Horticulture Week editor Matthew Appleby and today I'm with Alton Garden Centre director Andy Bunker. The Essex Garden Centre is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year and we at Horticulture Week are celebrating our 180th. Well Andy, you've been at Alton a long time, so what gets you out of bed in the morning? Um, I think the industry, Matthew, you know, it's a fantastic industry. Um, I've got a huge amount of friends. Um, I've been in it personally 42 years, 43 years now, and the business has been, as you say, it's been here 50 years. But I just think I love interacting with the customers, um, you know, and it's one of those industries that, that really, you know, you meet a lot of people, a lot of friends. You know, obviously, I've... I've uh, Lot, done lots of things in life, I'm oh, still around, but um, you know, golf, football, and friends, customers through that, and it's great to share those sort of uh, your expertise with people and, and give them success. Ah, brilliant. Now, you've got a lot of the family working in the business. What's it like working with so many family members? Um, it's not too bad because we're all, uh, I say experts, we're all run our own field. I mean, my brother Jay, as you quite well know, he's, he's affectionately known as the Barbecue King, does an awful lot on Instagram, slightly younger generation than me, so he's uh, more au fait with that. He runs the barbecues and we say good morning, good night. My other brother Peter is general manager, um, you know, does a very good job there keeping the 100 staff in line. Um, my dad, as you know, is king of the sundries um, in there. Um, and my wife's in furniture. So it's because we're all spread out, we don't really cross over. Um, and I have to say, within reason, it's fairly harmonious, really. <laughs> that sounds great. Now, for yeah. the anniversary, what have you got planned? Well, I think because of where we are with COVID still and the, uns- say the uncertainty, please God, we're, we're, we're coming out the other side of the tunnel, should I say, there's not a lot going on. We had a, a, a celebration early on with, with sort of, you know, just the balloons and the day and that. But I think it's it's so difficult. You know, the last thing we want to do is have 100 people in the shop because 
you know what it's like so quickly to get negativity for around from whether it be the local paper whatever now we're, we're intending holding a nice big barbecue in the car park at some stage um we will be doing a golf do but i think as things are moving on with the restaurants opening up on the 21st of june with us and and that i think things will gradually progress but i think that the shame of it is because of of, of where we are in the world at the moment it's not quite as as much as it would uh, it would have been normally yes we've got new celebration uniform possibly coming through and things like that but it's it's low-key my dad you know you know my dad well enough he's not a big one person to shout about things yes we're, we're proud to be here 50 years in essex which when you look around particularly in essex it's surprisingly how fewer businesses have been around for that period of time so there i'm sure things will come on and please god you know when we start getting to the engine and the other thing of world of course is with exception of the last week with the weather we've been very very busy and the last thing we want to do of course is, is affect trade and uh just because we can celebrate so we you know we're, we're pretty low-key compared to most in the industry i would say well i'm putting my money on you in the in the golf tournament andy but um <laughs> but, but anyway it's been a it's been a crazy 12 months as you say so how are supply issues panning out how are you how have you managed with that? Supply issues overall, considering where we are, it has been, I would say, politely difficult, but, you know, understanding. One of the things we've, we've set up with a business and I've inherited for that is just understand everybody's predicament. You know, we it's no good ringing up suppliers and shouting, you know, we had stuff stuck on that boat in the sewers, as many did people do, and you, you find things out. But, you know, we are... We, we work with suppliers and I have to, I wouldn't say call in favours, but I would say that, you know, we have mutual respect and we get looked after. Um, we don't, uh, yeah, we, we're not, we don't, we don't want to jump the queue with anybody, but we just want to say, look, you know, remember we're a very loyal business. I have to say Tillington stands us in good stead because we get good treatment because our key suppliers, it's been very difficult on compost and pots. I have to say, you know, that, that has been a real issue, but again, one downside, and I think my only criticism would be, uh, is communication. Um, you know, I know it's a very difficult one again, but with people being furloughed, sitting on with computers, and I know it sounds easy, but it doesn't hurt to ping an email out and say, look, you know, you ain't going to be getting any pots till June, or the, in, you know, the, the ingredients in the compost take four months to produce, so we're, you know, we've got three times the demand. And I think if they do that, you know, and keep us informed of what's going on. It's like now at the moment, the issue at the moment, and again, being close to the industry with people like the compost people, it's not the product, it's the transport. Yeah. So, you know, and I, and I think that's that's the only downside and criticism I would have. You know, it's commendable what everybody's done. You know, again, the only other thing would be, you know, again, where some of the big boys are looking after the big boys. So in other words, you know, they've got, I don't know, 100 pallets of product and they're, you know, they're, they're looking after the, the, the big boys or what I should say, the groups and, and letting the small ones down. Whereas some of the really good companies, like the bedding companies, you know, have, have said, right, you know, you can have two trolleys and they're giving 100 customers two trolleys of bedding, which is fine. That's playing the game fairly, you know. You're one of the industry's best communicators and you're in touch with all sorts of people throughout the industry, including um, plant importers um, from, the, yeah. from the Netherlands, for instance. So what's the situation been like with imports post-Brexit? 
Um, from Holland in the main, it's been very good. Again, they've got the same thing. Again, it's relationships. You know, that's what's it? Uh, location, location, location. With the industry, it's communication, communication, communication. Um, I've I've got two or three very good Dutch suppliers. Um, whether we're naming names, there, Javado is is one which is pretty good. They've been under pressure, um, but again. You know, they're rewarding loyalty. You know, if suddenly, you know, 20 trolleys of osteospermans come on stream and they've got orders for 60, their loyal customers are getting first dibs, which I think is fair. Um, when you've got reserves in with companies, I know you're touching on that later, when you've got reserves in with companies, that comes out early on. You know, companies like Woodlark and Parkers and WD Smith, I'm going to mention the names because they deserve it, but, you know, those sort of people have been really superb in looking after us and understanding uh, what we're trying to do as well um, but um, the Dutch going back to the Dutch you know I, I've got a, a new one this year um, as a notorious you call him the Flying Dutchman who's been brilliant I know for a fact there's been oh, too many to count lines that my fellow Tillingtonians can't even get near and I've had plenty of them so you know that again comes back to as you said you know our, our stance within the industry and our working with people so we've it's been difficult but you know, I think as well at the end of the day, providing the quality is good, you know, a lot of people don't come in for, you know, an Alstrom area or whatever or a new giddy busy lizzy. They come in for a bit of colour. So providing you've got good quality stock and it's colour, then, then you're going to sell it and, and you can supply demand. Now, you mentioned reserves. Do you think people are going to need to reserve plants earlier for 2022? I think the difficulty is, again, we've been really have, you know, we, we've... <laughs> sitting here now there is suddenly a log jam I've just I've come off the phone to one of my hanging basket suppliers and the problem we had coming out of 2020 and the massive sales we had from reopening I think 13th of May you know there was that definite need I mean I've been say I've been involved over the years where it was reserves you know whatever product it was has gone up and down as like the most important thing and then don't worry sort of thing you know why why reserve stuff that, that's coming in in April when, when you know, you don't know what you're going to sell. Um, so going back to the plant side, I think the difficulty is that being so busy in 2020 now, again, working with the suppliers, I've actually got too many plants. And that, I know that for a fact with a lot of other suppliers because we've had, I would say, two or three disappointing weeks, mainly on bedding. So, you know, I'm looking long and hard next year. And, and, and yes, I will definitely reserve. I will work with the suppliers. What I try and do is like week on, week off, so that at least if I have to try and not like cancel stuff, but if I have to try and adjust an order, I'm not ringing up on a Monday morning when they've got to load it on a Wednesday. I'm ringing up on a Monday morning for the following week. Um, nursery stock is in the similar situation. You know, you, you, you've sort of, the stuff is coming in all the time at the moment. And as I said, we, you know, we don't cancel stock, unlike, you know, dare I say, at the multiples. And, and I, I know they do because we get suddenly get offered 20 trolleys of a product that was like gold dust two weeks prior. So, yes, there's no doubt about it. To answer your question directly, yes, there is that need for reserves. We'll be doing it again next year, but it's going to be a far more tougher job because, of course, no different even with COVID, we're throwing in the weather. Yep. You know, and that, that element is, is the number one key factor, no matter what. Forget anything else. The weather, the weather, the weather. No, it's not been great recently. Now, are you seeing any price inflation um, after this year? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 again, I think I've put in one of your articles recently. What 
personally, with a family business, one thing we can do is, is we put our own mark on it. One thing that I'm adamant to try and do, which is becoming more and more difficult, is still offer good value for money. And when I look at the prices from a lot of product, um, and I'm talking about right the way across the spectrum, I won't name suppliers because it's not fair, but I would say, God blimey, a third of the product, if not more, is too expensive. Um, you know, bedding plants that we were quite comfortably three ninety nine, three for ten pounds, and we're not greedy on margin. We're fair. You know, we don't put our restaurant mark up on plants. You know, um, but three ninety nine, three for ten is now four ninety nine, three for twelve, and we're even with some lines. Even that's got to come out of it. You know, run of the mill shrubs. Um, that, that you know is quite honestly two or three years ago was six to seven ninety nine. It's now eleven and twelve ninety nine, and that's from right the way across the board. Um, I know, you know products are going up. Obviously, uh, you know bio uh, recyclable pots, talk pots, and things like that. It's more expensive and and everything else. Now I appreciate all that, but um, you know some some of the the, the prices are quite frightening now. And I mean, you know there are still one or two suppliers out there again under contract with our Tellington which is quite good which you're offering good value for money and, and what is interesting is is some of the stuff there is a huge variation uh, and I'm talking about yeah we what we try and do is is you know I don't put all my prices on money I don't say right all my lavenders are 10 quid or 11 quid uh, we do offers and so on but it's noticeable that similar plants can have a, a difference of three pound a, pro, a, a plant difference um, and I'm not one that says, right, okay, you know, yes, it's nice to, you need to make a bit more money and you, you, you know, it's a bit of swings and roundabouts, but yeah, I won't put a plant up that should be 7.99 to 11.99 because all the others are, you know. Now we talked about the weather just then and um, it's not been great, um, but um, it's bound to get better. So do you, do you think there'll yeah. be a season extension like there was in 2020? I think they will. I think they will. I mean, I'm, you know, we, we don't get worried and we don't panic and I don't like the word stress and so on. But I do feel that the, as I affectionately put the occasionals where they sort of want to come out with their 50 quid and get a barbecue, a set of furniture and some plants and still have change, you know, those sort of people have not come out yet. I mean, we are, again, it, it, putting it in plain English, we've not hit top gear. You know, um, now that's purely simply controlled by the weather. You know, people will look out the, the window and, you know, it's raining again or the forecast is not good. And, and I'm pleased to say we did get the warnings of frost. It took a bit of time to come through. I saw two or three gardening programmes where they were given some grape and fries on chilli peppers in March um, when, you know, people are very much led by, you know, the media and the television and, and the press. So, you know, they, they want to... You know, storm out that afternoon and get some chilli peppers and put it out minus five and then come back and say, why has it died? Um, so, yeah, I think to answer that question, the season will definitely extend. It was good last year in June. And again, if we look at this X amount of million new gardeners, well, they don't really know seasons. They know that, that you know, they're at home. Um, yes, the holiday situation will, will, will play a part, but they're at home. They want a bit of sunshine, they want to get out and put a bit of veggie in and, and, and so on and a bit of bedding. So, yeah, I think certainly it will continue, but the weather will control that again. Are these new people going to buy twice, you think, because they're inexperienced? Um, I, don't, I wouldn't say buy twice. I, I would say that the, the shame is, if you look at last year, what was, was good, if there is a good thing to come out of it, was that 
when we opened up again, well, if, if you take the early period, I think it was to the 23rd of March, um, there was good weather, a lot of good quality plants around. So we, we, we whetted their appetite. You know, we obviously we did, you know, click and collect on plants and that. So we got them in and of course they really, you know, within reason had success. So they're going, right, you know, great. I've, I've, I've spent some money in March. It's looking good. So then when the world reopened again, or, or garden centres were allowed to reopen again on the 14th of May, they were in for the second dibs. Yeah. So I, I, I think, you know, there is a certain amount of, of repeat business, but I do feel that people coming in, please God, over the bank holiday where the weather changed and everything else, then they're going to be then spending probably a little bit more money thinking, right, that, that's what I'm going to do. Will we get them back after that? Yeah, I mean, possibly again, but I do think it's all depend on holidays and what cash they've got in their pocket. Um, I just can't follow, you know, one minute Spain, yeah, you can go. Next minute, you've got to come back for two weeks and isolate, self-isolate. So, you know, again, we are, we are that will be the, the next major factor after the weather is, are they going abroad? Are they going on holiday? What they're doing, you know? Well, there's lots to look forward to by the sounds of it, but... Um... One thing that people have been looking forward to for ages is uh, going out to eat and drink. Um, what about you and, and your restaurant? What's your plans? Uh, we're we're going to open up, uh, as the guidelines is, I think, 21st of June, but in a totally different guise. I mean, again, what this COVID thing and lockdown, everything else has taught a lot of people um, is a huge amount about their business, um, you know, staff levels i've often thought some of the you know, and friends that they've got too many staff you know there's you know you've got so many t layers of buyers and things like that um so you know what 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 this has taught us is that you know uh should we be doing something different obviously our restaurant closed from day one uh with us um it's an important part of the business but only a small part in relation to the rest of the industry you know uh it's, it's only eight, nine percent of our total turnover, in fact, less than that now with our figures. Um, so we will open up and we will be doing a different offer. Uh, we're not going to do roasts. Uh, we're not going to do so many sort of, if you like, as I put in the mag in, in your magazine, cordon bleu type, you know, specials. Um, because obviously, again, logically, you know, with our car park, it's not quite the sort of volume of space like our friends have, say, at Van Hague's or Bent's or Webb's by a long way. So, yeah, we've got to be, we want to get people in here, let's be ruthless about it, spend money. So if we've got somebody sitting in having a roast on a Sunday, being here for an hour and a half, well, yeah, we might get in there 10 or 15 pounds off them, but potentially stopping, you know, big purchase on garden furniture and barbecues and, and, and all the other areas that we, we specialise in. Now, there's a big thorny issue, which is around at the moment, peat. Are you seeing customers ask for more peat-free, or is that not um, dripped through yet to the, to the retail level? No, no. I, 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 I replied, I think, to, to a certain friend of yours, and I said, no, we have not. I, I really enjoy the comp. Going back to you asked what I get up in the morning, I love being in that compost area. Because compost area advice for me, is one of the most important areas in our business. So I'm in there, if you like, the meter and greeter in that area, you know, the amount of people that buy a bag of miracle Grow for a £300 tree or whatever. Um, so compost is an important area. So I would get that firsthand. Um, and also my staff, my son, I've never remembered the fan, my son's in there who, who's, uh, he like, he enjoys being there. He comes, Dad, you know, somebody's asked for this. Somebody wants somebody to pl plant an ace or what do they want? So, you know, I would get that, you know, firsthand from him. So... There's a direct straight answer. The demand extra. I think, yes, people are walking to, oh, that's good, peat free. But, you know, they're, they're, the amount of people being, oh, I'm not buying that because it's got peat in. And when, you know, people say, 
you know, what do I want? We say, well, you want Johnny's number three or Jack's magic, which is really good. Um, I, you know, there's no doubt about it's got to change. We will obviously follow the industry. We'll be strong. We'll promote more peat free. Um, it, it, it is a real difficult one. Obviously, we've got to do the right thing. And anybody watching, in fairness, that Monty Don Friday before last, I think the 14th, you know, never buy another bag of peat again. So where where that effect and it's happened before you know it was it's been in the times isn't it and it's been there's probably been more about obviously there has been more about it in the last four to five months than it's been in the last 10 years um but still you know people people will do what they want to do um yes we've got to lead and i accept that but from my point of view and as i said certainly not as well versed as as the likes of peter seabrook for, for my opinion you know there isn't one size fits all you know, so from a retailer's point of view, yes, some any compost like feed is better than none. But you know, as I said, we we certainly have not seen an in- massive demand. Extra. And sales the same. You know, so if you said right, people are coming and go, oh, I'll buy a peat free. Yes, the sales are certainly going up, higher percentage. But um, and when you look at our overall compost sales, I would have have a stab and say peat free has gone up from. 10 or 15% sales probably to 2025. So it's a significant increase, but still not as much as you would think. No, that's that's fair enough. And where, where do you think it's going to go? Do you think there will be legislation? Uh, I, I think there's got to be. I've got to be. But this industry never fails to surprise me. You know, I'm, I'm just waiting as one that's really stood by the book on olive trees. You know, I go off at a tangent here, I know, uh, Matthew, but, you know, I, I was chairman of the Tillington Plant Group and I, and I put it to principles that the right thing would be for Tillington as a group, uh, as, as with probably Pete, to make a stance and say, no, we're not selling olive trees. You know, having attended various conferences with regards to, you know, uh, the uh, Xylella and also things like Longhorn Beetle, you know, we, we've got to stand as an industry, you know, but now there's lots more, but yes, we've got this certification and yeah, you know, I know I'm going off at Tandy with Olives, but you know, that, that hasn't reared its head. Um, so, you know, we, we will, you know, certainly follow uh, the trend, but I, I just want to make sure that, that, you know, I'm giving the customers a good product, you know, and, you know, we've got to get renewable, you know, co- yeah, we do coir fibre, we work with Southern Trident, nice product, but a little box at eleven twelve ninety nine against a bag three times the size at six ninety nine. I don't have to tell you what customers are going to buy. Majority, you know, I've got a good good lad salesman down there. He really is onto it, and yeah, he's probably done another twenty boxes, but he hasn't done much of the hundred and fourteen boxes on the pallet. Right, it's anniversary time, so we're looking ahead. We're looking at predictions and trends. There's been big changes in customer behaviour in the last year. So are you going to nail your flag to the mast and say, what, what are the trends for 2022? What's going to happen? Um, I, I think to a certain extent, more of the, more of the same. I think what, what's, what's good at the moment is that because, you know, the, the way the price has been working and, and you know, there's always, a, always a, a positive from a negative. And at the moment, because the way there is, there's a lot more people in the plant area as opposed to the bedding area. So, you know, they're getting a lot more success you know, rather than sort of buying 20 quid worth of bedding and, you know, things die over the winter and they come back again. They're buying things like, you know, salvia hot lips, 
which is probably up there now in the top 10. You know, I judge a gardening competition down in for sheltered housing and every single garden's got a salvia hotlips and that family is expanding. You know, Alstroberias, you know, the, the, which, which is good because, you, you know, within reason, as the, as the affectionate saying goes, a lot of plants they're buying are bomb-proof, providing, you know, again, they get good drainage. So, you know, the trends are to more... Um, you know, it's, 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 if you like, not quite hardy bedding, but it's that sort of category where, you know, and let's face it, we, we sell thousands and thousands and lavenders every year, all intents and purposes. You think, well, why is that? Because it's a, a perfectly hardy little plant, obviously not quite so much with the stochus. But the trend for me, you know, feeling is lo- looking at what we're selling there, as I said, you know, and of course now, you know, pro rata, if you look at a sort of big blousy, you know, some of these lovely new geraniums, the calliopes and calientes, I mean, a two litre part of them is sort of six, seven, eight, ninety nine. Whereas, you know, if you look at some of the alstroemias and things like that uh, out in the plant area, the, you know, the, the, the hardy area, they're sort of 10 or 12 pounds. So pro rata, you know, they're actually good value for money and they're going to buy something. They're coming back that, you know, they want another one from the family, you know, the hardy nemesias, you know, things like that. Uh, so so that 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 the sort of trend is moving a little bit more towards you know I want perennials and I want something that's going to be there again next year. Well, that's a great insight into the uh, the world of the plantaria and the on your fiftieth uh, anniversary at Alton. Now, just for our final little bit, I just want to ask you: if you were stuck on a desert island, what plant would you take? God bless, a really good one, isn't it? That is a really good one. Um, that that is a really good one. I I have a huge amount of favourites in veg and everything else. Um, for what reason? Well, well, if, if, being diplomatic, I want I, a desert island. I want to show buy something that gives me a bit of shade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that was just, that's probably too technical. But um, oh dear, you haven't got long enough for me to answer that. Um, I'll have a tree fern. How about that? Brilliant. Okay. Well, thanks a lot for that Andy I'm Matthew Appleby and I've been with Andy Bunker from Alton Garden Centre for the Horticulture Week podcast make sure you never miss one subscribe to or follow Horticulture Week podcasts via Apple iTunes Spotify or Google Podcasts once again thank you and goodbye until next time the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.